I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier. We're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass, busted draft pick, and game-changing play. Or play call. Intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Sorry, Marshawn, still too soon. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow and listen to Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. I mean, the possibilities are limitless, Kevin. What if Portland drafted Michael Jordan? What if the NBA never vetoed the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers? That's a butterfly effect for real. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Odyssey Sports presents Big Time Baseball. It is a beautiful week here for Major League Baseball. A new week of games, a new slate of opponents, and we just got through with an incredible weekend of Major League Baseball. Welcome to Big Time Baseball here on Odyssey Sports. I am Cody Decker, former professional baseball player turned professional smartass on the radio, and with me, the legendary, the one and only, you see him on MLB Network, and of course you can read his work on the New York Post, he is John Heyman. John it is so good to be back here with you because we just had an incredible week in the Major League Baseball, specifically a great series and a controversial series over there in the Bronx. How was everything taking place over there in New York between the Yankees and the White Sox, specifically from your perspective? Yeah, hey, Cody, it's great to be with you. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously... For one, the White Sox look like they may be turning the corner, which we've been waiting for. We expect them to win the division, but I, we know that the big controversy with Donaldson and Tim Anderson arose, and uh, we will see what happens here, but we can't be surprised if uh, Donaldson is suspended. Has not been suspended as of this moment, but obviously what he, at least for me, it was inappropriate what he said. Uh, you know, I think on Twitter I said it was dumb, and the White Sox thought it was worse than that. And, of course, people were screaming at me from both angles, but particularly the White Sox side saying, of course, it's racist what he said. I, you know, to me, it was a little bit murky. You know, I, I mean, you know, uh, it wasn't the right thing to say. They're not friends. He shouldn't have said it. It was wrong. You know, I'm not going to read somebody's mind unless it's obviously racist. I'm not going to go there. But it was obviously not, at least in my mind, obviously not the right thing to say. And... Uh, you know, he shouldn't have said it, and he's probably going to get suspended uh, at some point here this week. Yeah, my mind's a little blown that he said it. You even heard it in the postgame interview. Grandall was even saying, yeah, obviously he's going to de- he's going to deny that he ever said this, but he didn't. He absolutely said he did, and he tried to claim it was an inside joke. And again, like you said, I can't tell you what's in somebody's heart, but I do know for a fact I have no inside jokes with people I do not get along with. I can't stress <laughs> that enough. <laughs> 
Well, you know, some people are just a little odd that way. They think they're friendly with someone. But that's why I'm giving them somewhat of a benefit of the doubt, although not much. Some people think they're friends with everybody and uh, just don't understand that they're not. I, I don't know why you would think that, though. I mean, they had a little dust up earlier already this year. Yeah, literally uh, a week ago. <laughs> yeah. When I say earlier, I don't mean that much earlier. You're right. So, um it did seem like he was mocking him in some way, but, you know, the fact that Tim Anderson said in Sports Illustrated that he feels like Jackie Robinson sometimes or something along those lines, uh, you know, maybe he was just mocking him because he's not Jackie Robinson in terms of a player. I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm, I don't want to guess, uh, but it wasn't right. Certainly, I understand Tim Anderson's reaction, the White Sox reaction. I get that. I don't blame them at all. Tim Anderson should not have been booed. This has not been a good start for Yankee fans between the garbage uh, being thrown at the Indians outfielders. And now this, I mean, you know, I'd say stay out of it if you're a Yankee fan. You know, I mean, I, I, the White Sox fans want to boo Josh Donaldson. That I get. There's nothing to boo for Tim Anderson. No, and Tim Anderson, one of the most exciting players in baseball. In fact, I immediately told everybody after Saturday, just because not only does Tim Anderson play like a superstar every day, but he plays like a superstar and then some when the lights are on. So I knew for a fact Sunday Night Baseball, Tim Anderson was going to do something spectacular, and like always, he did. Huge three-run home run in the bottom of the eighth. Hey, it was a doubleheader yesterday, and you saw the White Sox take sweep the doubleheader. They were completely heavy underdogs in both games. I don't know, John. I feel like yesterday is going to be a day that we're going to be pointing at. Like, you know, May 21st, that was the day that the White Sox in 2022 got right. Well, we've been waiting for it, and it may, maybe it's going to be the pitching. I mean, obviously, we, we like their pitching. Uh, but we love their hitting, and their hitting just has not been there. Obviously, Jimenez is out. They've had injuries um, in other parts of that lineup. But uh, look, Rondal and Abreu, uh, two of the better hitters at their position in the league, have just not really hit so far this year. Um, you know, they're, they're not providing the offense that they normally do. And right now you've got Minnesota still playing well, an exciting team, very good uh, team from a positional standpoint, the pitching better than anyone thought, still holding on the lead. But, uh, you know, the White Sox are the favorite uh, once they get Lynn back, once they get everybody back. Um, on paper, they should have the best team, and I still expect them to win this division. Mm -hmm. And plus, guys like Dylan Cease, who I have dubbed the strikeout prop king of all of the world. And of course, uh, you know, Lucas Giolito, you know what you're going to be getting out of him. Lance Lynn's still out with the knee injury. He's looking to come back hopefully early June, which is a obviously a point that they're going to need him. And Dallas Keuchel, you know, I know, I know everybody in Chicago has been all over him for not being the old Dallas Keuchel in Houston, but... These last four games, he's done a decent job for the role he's been in, holding teams to three, four runs, which is kind of what you want from your four or five starter. Granted, he's not paid like a four or five starter, no, no but it's not. it's definitely it's definitely encouraging for the White Sox. They're currently four games behind Minnesota as we currently speak. But hey, Minnesota's gotten some injuries as well. You know how are the how are the Twins going to handle Buxton going forward? Because if that team say loses Correa and Buxton. We're looking at an entirely different American League Central. Right. Obviously, Buxton, when he's playing, is one of the best players in the game. He's kind of like uh, the, the Grom of the position players. Uh, if he's on the field, he's spectacular. But 
Too frequently injuries have kept him off the field. Um, you know, I, I I think they have to be careful with him. I think they will be careful. You know, DH at some point to do different things, give him days off. Um, he's obviously had an injury history, and you need to have him. I mean, if they're really going to have any chance, they need to have Buxton playing. I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, you mentioned these guys with the White Sox. Uh, you know, I mean, Keiko's been up and down, but these other guys, Cease has been fantastic. He's pitching like an all-star. Kopech looks like he's going to be that guy that people thought he was going to be when everyone was marveling at the fact he could throw 105 miles an hour. He's really, really, really talented. And Johnny Cueto, uh, I mean, wow. we know the guy's got talent, uh, but, you know, he's getting up there. He was uh, not very popular in free agency, and he's off to a great start for the White Sox. Uh, they may end up doing it with the pitching. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, we, we like the whole team, but it might be the pitching that carries them in this division. But you know what? Minnesota's better than we thought. So they've got at least got a challenge in, the, in that central. We, I think it was you. I, somebody came on here and said the White Sox are the most prohibitive favorite of all the teams in, in all the divisions. And, uh, you know, I think ultimately they're going to win it. I think I think whoever said that is going to be proven to be right, but uh, they got a challenge on their hands. Yeah, and I, I they do have a challenge on their hands with Minnesota. But li listen, th this White Sox team has everything on paper offensively, like you said, pitching-wise especially, that bullpen. I mean, I know Joe Kelly hasn't gone off to the best start that he wants to with the White Sox in his tenure, but Joe Kelly is as good of a, a right-handed power reliever as you're going to find in baseball. So I think he's going to be five, not to mention Graveman. Liam Hendricks has been looking like Liam Hendricks again. So, yeah, I'm really high on the Chicago White Sox, even despite the early uh, hiccups in the season. Let's move it over to the National League side and stay in the Central because the Cardinals – I want to call them a surprise, but I feel like that's not fair in that the Cardinals do this every single season. It seems like we go into every season forgetting that they exist, and then when it comes down to playoff time, they're always there. They're swinging the bats like crazy, but more importantly, they're pitching really well. Miles Michaelis is having an incredible start to the season. What do you got on these cards? Do, is there something that they can do to get past the Brewers? Because it's a two-team race over there. Yeah. No, I, you know, I feel like it's the Brewers' division with that pitching one through five with no hiccups. I mean, I think all five are good and healthy and um, you know, I think going forward, uh, they're the clear favorite. Uh, that's why I like them to begin with, and I, I still do. Uh, the Cardinals are a good team. I, you know, maybe I'm crazy. I, I look, I'm, I'm a little disappointed in them, at least in their record. Uh, they have some great moments, like they did against the Giants. Um, I think that was a Sunday night game, and uh, you know, certainly the game where that was the game where Pujols pitched, and of course the game where Molina pitched. So they've blown out some teams, but. Um, you know, I th thought, uh, again, maybe this was you or maybe, maybe it was Tony, but uh, they have the best defensive outfield. Those young outfielders are really good. None of them are really hitting like they did last year, though. Um, you know, I I'd like to see O'Neill and Carlson hit to what I think they can hit. Bader, incredible defender. Uh, we'll see. You know, he he's got to improve in terms of the hitting, but, uh, you know, to me, with a team with Goldschmidt, with Arenado, I like Edmund. You know, you've got gold, you've got gold glovers all over the field. You know, I, I, I obviously they miss Flaherty. That that hurts. Uh, but to me, they're a terrifically talented team. And uh, to me, they're under. I mean, maybe I'm alone on this. I, I think they've underachieved a little to this point. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I do think the trade deadline, they got to be active. But I also think the Brewers need to be active, too. You mentioned the pitching on the Brewers' side. Yeah, one through five as far as their pitching staff goes. Uh, the the real standout to me this year has been Lauer. Lauer's looked really incredible. And the fact that I'm singling out Lauer that has a pitching staff that has Burns and Woodruff and Peralta. And by the way, Hauser's no slouch either. This is a really good starting pitching staff in Milwaukee. However, I... I hate their offense. And when I say hate their I don't hate it. It's more that just their their offense is so old and just I don't comprehend how this team offensively is going to match up against other teams they're going to have to deal with in October. But let's be real. They're going to make some moves at the trade deadline. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they always make trades. And uh, David Stearns and company very good at making trades. Um, you know, obviously their pitching is their forte, no question about it. I, I said healthy. I think Peralta is out for a little while at this moment, but uh, they've had very good fortune in terms of their starting pitching. Uh, they're very talented, obviously, but they've been very healthy overall. Uh, Burns, an ace. Um, Woodruff, a good number two. Uh, you're right, and Lauer and Hauser, both really good. Their pitching is outstanding. They've got the best closer in the game. I don't think there's any... Real debate about that at this point. Uh, Hater is, you know, almost unhittable at times, and that's a lot of times. Um, you know, that, that offense is the question, and that's really the reason they haven't advanced in the playoffs is the, is the offense. Rowdy Telez off to a good start. Uh, Yelich is showing some signs of being better than he's been over the last year and a half or so. Uh, I'm not, I don't hate them quite as much as you, their offense, but uh, they need to pitch in. I mean, they need to carry their weight. Uh, you know, they don't need a ton of runs. Uh, they need, just need a few. And uh, again, that's why they haven't advanced is because that offense has not really carried its weight. Well, I am looking forward to the trade deadline, even though we're a couple of months away, because there is going to be some interesting pieces out there, and there's going to be some stars that might be available. So I'm really excited to see what the Brewers can get their hands on, the Cardinals can get their hands on, but keep in mind, they got they still have to compete with other teams that have an outrageous amount of trade tips, uh, trade pieces like the Tampa Bay Rays, like the Los Angeles Dodgers, like like in New York Yankees even. I mean, it just these are teams that are going to be active. So I'm looking really, really forward. This has been an exciting year to start already okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, Sticking over on the National League side, John, we already talked about the Yankees. Let's talk about the Mets. They are going over to San Francisco to play a series against the Giants. They just got swept by the San Diego Padres at home. And uh, the Padres looking good. Mets looking arguably like the best team in Major League Baseball. But... Losing Scherzer for a while, still no DeGrom. 
Can this pitching hold up? Taiwan Walker threw a gem the other day. They got Peterson on the mound on Monday, and he's done some great jobs spot starting, not to mention McGill's been a great, great starter this year. Is there luck on the mound eventually or finally about to run out? Well, obviously, Scherzer's absence is huge. With DeGrom out as well, we're talking about probably around the All-Star game for both pitchers, so... Uh, I mean, I was going to say if they could tread water, do stay where they are until then, that'd be in fantastic shape. But uh, they keep winning. Um, you know, McGill should be back fairly soon. Uh, obviously, Walker's been good. Carrasco's been good. You've got Peterson. Uh, they thought depth was a question, or at least we did, and their depth has been very, very good. Uh, Buck's done a great job. They've erased a lot of big deficits, uh, certainly that one against the Phillies. Uh, was huge. They did it to St. Louis, too. So, uh, I mean, they look like a charmed team right now, other than the injuries to their, really, their two best players. And to be able to carry through without your two best players, that's pretty good. Of course, it does help to have $290 million to spend. That That is a plus. That is lovely. And also, I, I got to I gotta point out the other elephant in the room. It's helping them that the rest of the NL East is really underachieving. The Braves haven't done anything yet. The Phillies, offensively, should be a juggernaut, but defensively, that might be the worst defense I've ever seen on any professional field ever. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, losing Harper does not help that defense. He's one of their probably two or three average to above average defenders. Um, you know, they, they're a team with some great strengths and some great weaknesses. And like usual, it looks like they're heading at toward 500. Now they're a little below 500. Got a, an error from Muncie last night as we talked to to get the win um, that they needed. But, uh, you know, with that starting pitching, with that lineup, uh, they should be better than they are. I, I thought with the depth of the National League, they might struggle to make the playoffs, but I certainly expect them to be better than this. And the Braves, too. I mean, they, they're – probably suffering that World Series hangover that a lot of teams suffer or you know they were they were like this last year and they were below 500 around 500 more than halfway through the year um, I still believe in them I Philly I've, I've got I've got some questions I mean you've got the bullpen issues clearly still and you've got the uh, defense as you pointed out two big issues and uh, that may be too many yeah, not to mention that. Uh, other teams in that division that I actually like, I, I keep looking at the Marlins, thinking them as a, what could have been. I know they didn't go out and sign too many guys, but I know Nick Cassianos wanted to be in Miami. That team's got an incredible pitching staff. I don't know if Cassianos would have been a, the difference maker, but this team is currently sitting in the third place slot. I, I can't imagine that this team couldn't do a little bit better, especially with that staff that they have over there in this somewhat down NL East at the moment. I mean, for the Marlins, they went out. For them, it was spending. I, you know, they, were, they didn't want to sign a $100 million guy in Castellanos, but they signed $50 million for uh, Avi Sale Garcia, and they spent uh, $36 million for Soler. Uh, they picked up a couple of relievers from the Orioles. I liked what they did. Uh, they looked really good in spring training. I think maybe they have more in them. Uh, their pitching is excellent. Uh, Pablo Lopez has been one of the best in the league, along with Alcantara. So, um, you know, I, I think they're, again, underachieving. I, I think it's the, other than the Mets, it's a, it's a division of underachievers right now. Uh, I think the Marlins are probably better than their record has shown. And same with the Phillies, same with the Braves. Uh, it's been a mess year so far. Mm -hmm. 
Um, now let's take a look at the best division in baseball. And yes, I'm talking about the NL West. Man, oh man, there is not a bad team in sight. I mean, as we're currently sitting here, the Diamondbacks are, what, two games under 500? Uh, they are in last place with 19 wins. I mean, right now, you put the Diamondbacks in any other division in the uh, NL, and they're in second place. Uh, that That's how good the Diamondbacks are. Hell, that's how good the NL West is. The Dodgers sitting on top of it with 25 wins. They're a game and a half above the Padres, who have been doing it without Fernando Tatis Jr. Manny Machado right now is looking like an MVP. I told people to jump all over him on the futures market a month ago, and man, has Manny Machado made me look like a genius. Thank you, Manny. Uh, I, I really, I, I mean, I know I'm an ex-Padre, so it seems as though I'm just rooting for my former employer, but really, I love, love this team. I really do. I think they play with fire. Bob Melvin has been a difference maker in San Diego. This team's a playoff team, and I can't think of a team that's much more exciting to watch than them, other than maybe the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah, Padres have been great. Yeah, obviously, uh, Tony and I like them as well. Um, I, I'm a little surprised they swept this Giants. Good for them. They, they're rolling right along. Musgrove's been fantastic. Uh, they have a very good starting rotation, deeper than anybody else. You know, teams are always calling them about uh, pitchers. I, they had enough starters to get by, then they went out and got Manaya. So, you know, they weren't the obvious team to get Manaya, but, you know, obviously A.J. Preller, very aggressive, and uh, it is working. And the difference in the manager, I mean, some people say the manager makes no difference. I mean, we knew that they really underachieved. Last, it was like an all-time underachievement last year, and bringing in Bob Melvin was huge. It's turned a lot of guys around, particularly Hosmer, as he pointed out. Uh, offensively, they're, they're getting your guy Machado. I mean, he's, at this point, there's no competition. He's clearly the MVP. Uh, Machado and Hosmer are doing the bulk of the work offensively, but it's enough. In this down year offensively, you know, uh, their pitching is outstanding. You only need two or three guys to carry you. I mean, the Yankees are doing the same thing in the other league with Judge Stanton, Rizzo, maybe. You know, they got three guys, so that's why their record's even better, but uh, right now, Hosmer and Machado are carrying them. Once they got Tatis back, I mean, they are a World Series threat. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, they, they've just been so much fun to watch, especially specifically Manny Machado. And like you mentioned, Eric Hosmer off to a hot start, looking great. There is one thing I'm pumping the brakes on Hosmer. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to say that Hosmer's turned it around yet. And here's the reason: Hosmer did the exact same thing at the start of last year as well. Uh, so much so that Tony and I were talking about what what changes did Hosmer make? He's off to a great start. And then it just reverted right back to the, the Hosmer of old. And I'm hoping what he's doing right now, he continues, because this team is so much better with uh, hitting Eric, uh, Eric Hosmer, that's for sure. Any concerns with Mike Clevenger going back on the IL? Because today they got Nick Martinez on the mound taking over for Clevenger. I mean, you know, injuries have been something that has hurt this team in the past. Last year, the pitching staff got obliterated by the injury bug. Are we starting to see it happen now, Clevenger being the first fly to go down? Yeah, I mean, they, they certainly had some injuries, and uh, they, they're that one team, like I said, that's got that uh, depth in the rotation that can absorb these injuries. Uh, obviously, Clevenger does hurt, and certainly they gave up quite a bit for him. Uh, Cleveland getting Quantrill and Naylor and, and some young kids, uh, that was quite a good trade for the Indians. 
Um, you know, obviously Clevenger would make a big difference, him healthy, uh, you know, but they're one team that can take it. You know, they've got right now, they've got Dilson Lamette in the minor leagues. Um, you know, obviously he wasn't pitching like he did as a Cy Young contender a couple of years and a few years ago, but, uh, uh, they've got the depth. I, 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 I'm maintaining my faith in the Padres. I picked them in, into the playoffs, and w- which was a tough call because Giants are a good team. They won 107 games last year. The Phillies getting Castellanos and Schwarber. Uh, they should be better. They're not. I'm starting to worry. Joe, Joe Girardi is going to be back working with me at MLB Network. The way they're going, um, but uh, I do like the Padres. I love their depth, and I think that's what's going to carry them. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I like it. I like it. Hey, you mentioned those Giants. 107 wins last year. Um, is this team capable of that again? And it's not that they're not a good team or a potential playoff team, but 107 wins <laughs> is a lot of wins. And this is a team that started without, you know, Evan Longoria. They lost Buster Posey from now on. Um, you know, other people stepping up, playing great baseball. Jock Peterson went off to a good start of the year. But I just don't feel like this is the same team that we had last year. Can they still be a playoff team? They just got swept by the Padres at home. Now they got the Mets coming in. Uh, not an easy task, even at home. Are we starting to worry about the Giants a little bit? I, I would say a little bit. I mean, 107 wins. There aren't, there aren't many 107-win teams, so I, I wouldn't count. The only team that really, to me, looks like on paper 107-win team is probably the Dodgers. I, I don't really think anybody else is going to come close to 107 wins, but uh, their team isn't. I, I thought they had a really good winter considering, you know, Posey retired, uh, Gosman was moving on, uh, so they lost their best hitter, their best uh, pitcher. Uh, I thought they did really well uh, with what they did do. Uh, but, you know, I just they had so much magic last year. I think, you know, it's tough to come back after that and try to do that again. Um, you know, you've got Belts had some injuries. Um, they've had some injuries, but uh, – you know, 107 wins. It takes a lot to be 107 wins. I do think they can be a playoff team. Even though I didn't pick them, just because NL's tough, I think at 5, 6, 7, 8, 
NL is stronger than the Amer- American League wins the All-Star game every year, and they signed all the big shortstops, yet it feels to me like the National League is the deeper league. Mm-hmm. I, I actually agree with that. I think it is the deeper league, yet we will watch the American League yet again <laughs> win by five runs. I don't know I how don't it happens. I don't my entire – John, it drives me nuts. My entire life I've been a National League guy. You know, I grew up a Dodger fan. I got drafted by the Padres. I've always been partial – to the National League, and I think I've watched in my lifetime six National League wins? <laughs> well, you're a young man, because I, when I was a kid, I can remember. Being it was the American opposite, right? I was an American League guy, and they never won the All-Star game, and, and I, I couldn't understand why. Was I watching an inferior league? I don't know, maybe. A National I, League had big stars in the 70s, but they won. I mean, I have to go look, but I think they basically won almost every – Every year for a long time when I was a kid. Now, would you believe this? And I'm sure you've probably heard this. I bet you would believe this. You probably already know this, but I'll just say it anyways. I trained growing up with Reggie Smith, a former major leaguer, former all-star, really a baseball legend, former hitting coach for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, so Reggie was my mentor growing up. He was my hitting coach, everything about him. He, I, I never, ever would have made it in baseball if it weren't for Reggie Smith. But Reggie one day did tell me about the All-Star Games, specifically in the 70s. And he said he made it with Boston, and he loved it. And he said the clubhouse was amazing, and everybody was just so thrilled to be there. And just it was just what an experience. And then he made it with the Dodgers. And he went to the All-Star Game as a Dodger. And he said the clubhouse in the All-Star Game with the National League side was a different deal. The National League guys wanted to kill the American League guys, <laughs> and they were willing to fight and brawl to do it. Like, it was – Reggie didn't know what he walked into. He's like, I don't understand. I thought this was a fun thing. These guys are not happy to be here. Those guys are, and I guess the National League wanted to make an example of them. It's the weirdest thing, and now it seems as that everybody's really thrilled to be there, but he's adopted the old uh, American League attitude. It might be the attitude because there's no reason one league should be that much better than the other. I mean, there's going to be a slight difference probably year to year, but you wouldn't think that one league would be that much better. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's the old this time it counts thing. It only counted there in the middle somewhere. It didn't It didn't count back in the 70s, yet they they killed my American League every, every single year. I, I can still remember uh, watching every game and hoping for the American League and being disappointed every single year. Well, how about this, John? We did mention something earlier, and I do want your opinion on this. Um, we mentioned how the Brewers are at the top of their league, and they're going to make some tra- trades, obviously, when it comes to the trade deadline. They'll be active. So will a lot of these first-place teams. Looking throughout Major League Baseball and seeing some last-place teams, like, say, sellers like the Reds, the Nationals, possibly even the Diamondbacks, despite them having a 500 record, these are three teams that do have trade pieces that will help team wins, specifically the Diamondbacks are filled with players that can help any team truly win. And I'm looking at their pitching staff specifically. Can you imagine someone getting their hands on like a Zach Gallen or uh, or a Wheeler? Uh, not a Wheeler. Uh, or um, or even a Mad Bum. I doubt they'll part with Mad Bum, but just everyone on their pitching staff is having a great year. Merrill Kelly is another guy that can help somebody. Yeah, I mean, Brent Strom has done a terrific job there. I'm not sure what happened with him and the Astros. That's a mystery. I don't know if we'll ever unravel it, but he was fantastic there. And, uh, you know, we thought he was retiring, but he wasn't. And he's done a nice job. Their rotation has been really good. Um, certainly their uh, bullpen pieces uh, look 
like potential trade bait to Melanson uh, Kennedy who was last year and went on to close uh, with the Phillies. Maybe they'll need him to close her again. I don't know. Uh, certainly they've got trade pieces. Um, the Nats, as you mentioned, have trade pieces. We'll see. Nelson Cruz surpri- uh, surprised people by signing with the Nats when everyone knew they were in a rebuild. Um, so they could p- potentially uh, trade him. They've got a They've got a few trade pieces that they could look at. Uh, Josh Bell is having a much better year this year. I think the COVID might have affected him last year. I've been told by uh, the agent Scott Boris that uh, Juan Soto is not getting traded. Of course, ultimately, it's really not his decision. uh, But I tend to think that that's a long shot. I've seen people speculate on that. Uh, I really don't see that happening. I mean, you call me or... Tweet me if I'm wrong a couple, three months from now, but uh, uh, I'm doubtful on on that one for sure. Uh, The Reds have some pieces. Even though they're a terrible team, you know, you've got uh, Malley, who's a good starting pitcher, and Castillo, uh, who's a very, very talented starting pitcher. I think other teams are kind of picking up on the fact that people leave Cincinnati and they do better. Uh, That 117 that you referenced earlier with the Giants – uh, they had four starters, including Gosman, who I'd mentioned, uh, Di Sclafani, uh, Wood, and Cueto, who had been Reds at one time. Now, Cueto obviously had a heyday with the Reds, but the other guys all did much better with the Giants after leaving the Reds. So I think the value is going to be high naturally anyway for any good starting pitcher. Uh, but I wouldn't pay too much attention to what the stats are for Mali or Castillo, who just returned, because uh, their values are going to be uh, extremely high. The Cubs are another team that has some pieces to sell. So even if Juan Soto doesn't get traded, and I don't think he will, uh, I think we're going to have a decent trade deadline. We're not going to have a trade deadline where Scherzer, uh, the stars like Scherzer, Turner, Brian Rizzo, like last year, are traded, but uh, it'll still be a pretty good one. Well, I'm excited for when we get to that trade line, John. We're going to clip all of these and see what we're right about, see if all these guys move when it comes to the time. And, John, it's been a blast here on Big Time Baseball with you on Odyssey Sports. As always, people, you got to follow John Heyman on Twitter. Again, he is not paid for his Twitter, but he should be. If there is a person that should be paid for their Twitter, it's John Heyman because Hello. I get most of my baseball information from John Heyman's Twitter. Hey, and you John, should be my agent. You could be my agent. Thank you. <laughs> follow my John Heyman. You can follow me at Decker6 on Twitter and Anti-Hero Baseball on Instagram. And guys, like, share, and subscribe to the show wherever you get your fa- uh, favorite podcast, not to mention the Odyssey app itself. That's Big Time Baseball wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be back next week. John. Always a pleasure, man. You are a legend of the baseball world. (laughs) Cody, you're the best. Oh, I have my moments. All right, guys, that's it for us. See you next week. Beat it.